Hello and welcome to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny, and today is Tuesday, October 24th. I hope that you, yes you, are having a wonderful day. Now, if this is your first time listening, I of course want to say welcome to our show. My Daily Trivia is a 10-round quiz show with no specific themes, topics, or categories. But we do have a new episode every day, Monday through Friday, with each day getting progressively harder. So, of course, today is, as I mentioned, Tuesday, which means that today will be relatively easy. It's going to be a little bit harder than yesterday, which was Monday, but not quite as difficult as tomorrow, Wednesday. Now, as always, if you find this episode to be a bit too challenging, I encourage you to listen to the rest of the week. We're still going to have fun. It's still going to be good trivia. You might learn something along the way. On the other hand, if you're feeling pretty smart out there and you think that this episode is a bit too easy, well... Wait until tomorrow, we're going to make it a little bit harder. Now, without any further delay, let's get into today's round of questions with question number one. What was the name of the Robin Williams film where he dresses up as an elderly British nanny? And that movie is Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire is a 1993 American comedy drama film directed by Chris Columbus. Now, I had to double check and know Chris Columbus is not Christopher Columbus, who evidently discovered America. Now, this Chris Columbus is someone a little different. The movie follows a recently divorced actor who disguises as an elderly female housekeeper to be able to interact with his children. The film addresses themes of divorce, separation, and the effect they have on a family. The film grossed $441.3 million on a $25 million budget, making it the second highest grossing film of 1993. Although the film received mixed reviews on release, its reception and popularity have since improved considerably, being placed 67th on the American Film Institute's AFI 100 Years 100 Laughs list, and 40th on Bravo's 100 Funniest Movies of All Time. So once again, that funny movie that made all those lists, that was Mrs. Doubtfire, 1993. Moving on to question number two. What is the rarest blood type? The rarest blood type is AB negative. A blood type, which is also known as a blood group, is a classification of blood based on the presence and absence of antibodies and inherited antigenic substances on the surface of red blood cells. Now, these antigens may be proteins, carbohydrates, glycoproteins, or glycolipids, depending on the blood group system. The various blood types are O negative, O positive, which is what I am, fun fact. Don't know if you're curious about that, but now you know. A negative, A positive, B negative, B positive, AB negative, which is the rarest, and AB positive. 
So if you're listening to this and you don't know your blood type, it's one of those. It's one of those, uh, what is that, 10 or 8? It's one of those 8-letter classifications. Moving on to question number 3. How many feet are in one mile? And the answer there is 5,280 feet. The mile, which is sometimes called the International Mile or the Statute Mile to distinguish it from other miles, which I didn't know existed, but the mile is a British imperial unit and United States customary unit of distance. Both are based on the older English unit of length equal to 5,280 English feet or 1,760 yards. The statute mile was standardized between the Commonwealth of Nations and the United States by an international agreement in 1959 when it was formally redefined with respect to SI units as exactly 1,609.344 meters. So now you know how many feet, how many yards, and how many meters are in one mile. Now, if you want in a way to remember how many feet are in a mile, I always just think May 28th. In the United States, we write May 28th is 528. And in my head, I always think of May 28th and I think 5,280. Now, if you live in another country where perhaps your dates are swapped around, maybe the day comes first and the month comes after that, maybe that won't work for you. But if you're in the United States and you write the date that I do, you can just think May 28th and you'll think 5,280 feet. So there you go. There's a little hint. That's how many feet are in one mile. Question number four. Where is the Oval Office located in the White House? And if you look at a map, you can find it located in the West Wing. The Oval Office is the formal working space of the President of the United States. Part of the Executive Office of the President of the United States, it is in the West Wing of the White House in Washington, D.C. The inspiration for the oval shape came from George Washington's office in Pennsylvania. The architect who was commissioned for the White House visited Washington and noticed the bow window. It was a semicircle window on one side of the wall. After seeing this, he incorporated it into his design for the building in DC. What came of it was the yellow oval room. It was a fixture in the White House and used by some presidents as their office and libraries. Now, this wasn't the official office necessarily, and that room still exists in the White House itself. But it wasn't until President Taft in 1909 who actually made the West Wing a permanent structure and added the modern Oval Office. Now, fun fact, presidents generally decorate the office to suit their personal taste. They choose new furniture, new drapery, and design their own oval-shaped carpet, which to me uh, is kind of funny to imagine that the president suddenly gets elected 
They're learning all these new things. They got all these new responsibilities. Then someone comes up and says, Mr. President, would you like to design a carpet for your office? It's just funny. It's funny to imagine that that's a new responsibility that they now have to take on. In any case, that carpet lays in the Oval Office in the West Wing of the White House. Question number five. What group of animals is known as a flamboyance? And a flamboyance is a group of flamingos. Now, obviously, I couldn't find very many fun facts as to where this name came from. So I decided it might be fun to run through a variety of different animals and what they're called when they're in a group. Sound fun? Okay. So we'll start at the top. Baboons in a group are called a troop. Beavers are called a colony. Camels are called a caravan. Cheetahs, a coalition, which is kind of funny to think about. Cobras are a quiver. Coyotes are a band. Crows are a murder, which I'd heard before. That one's that one's an interesting one. I want to I want to talk to the person who came up with that one. That's kind of a weird one. Uh, emus, you know, the big bird down in Australia. Those are called a mob. Giraffes are a tower, which is fun. That's a funny one. Hyenas are a cackle. That's another good one. Lemurs are a conspiracy. I don't understand how you get that one, but okay. Owls are a parliament. Porcupines are a prickle. Rhinoceroses are a crash. Wombats are a wisdom. And zebras are a zeal. That's funny. You can tell... (laughs) You can tell I was going in alphabetical order when I when I listed all these out. So anyway, from A to Z, those are a variety of different animals. By the way, the list was huge that I had to pick from. I just went through and I picked like 15 that I th- thought were kind of interesting. But if you want to look at other animals, I encourage you to do so. Some of them are quite entertaining. However, if you see a group of flamingos just walking around, coming down the street, just know that that is called a flamboyance. So... Address them accordingly. Moving on to question number six. Who wrote the classic horror book, It? And the author of that book was, of course, the great Stephen King. It is a 1986 horror novel by American author Stephen King. It was his 22nd book and his 17th novel, written under his own name. The story follows the experiences of seven children as they are terrorized by an evil entity that exploits the fears of its victims to disguise itself while hunting its prey. It primarily appears in the form of Pennywise, the dancing clown, to attract its preferred prey of young children. Now, I saw the most recent It movie that came out. thought it was pretty good. I was, I was pretty impressed. Not, not too terribly scary. You know, I think, they, I think they toned it back a little bit, but I thought the actors did a great job. The kids did a great job. The guy who played the clown, I forget his name. 
a pretty famous actor, did an excellent job. But all of that came from the book called It, written by Stephen King. Question number seven. Who was the winner of American Idol Season 1 in 2002? All the way back in 2002, 21 years ago, that was Kelly Clarkson. The first season of American Idol, which was originally titled American Idol, The Search for a Superstar, premiered on June 11th, 2002, and continued until September 4th, 2002. The first season was co-hosted by Ryan Seacrest and Brian Dunkelman, uh, the latter of whom left the show after the season ended. Paula Abdul, Simon Cowell, and Randy Jackson served as the judges. Kelly Clarkson won the competition, defeating Justin Guarini, who finished in second place. So, if you're a Kelly Clarkson fan, perhaps you already knew that. But for those of you who maybe didn't watch the show or forgot where she came from, where she got famous from, she was the original winner of American Idol season number one. Moving on to question number eight. Which astrological signs symbol is a crab? And the astrological sign of a crab is Cancer. Cancer is the fourth astrological sign in the Zodiac, originating from the constellation of Cancer. It spans from 90 degrees to 120 degrees celestial longitude. Under the tropical Zodiac, the Sun transits this area between approximately June 22nd and July 22nd. Now, fun fact, that actually makes me a Cancer. And so, in astrology, Cancer is the cardinal sign of the water Trigon, which is made up of Cancer, Pisces, and Scorpio. It is one of the six negative signs. Now, I'm not quite sure what that means, but as a Cancer, I don't believe that to be true because I'm quite a positive person. And the ruling planets of Cancer, of me, is evidently the moon, which is not a planet, so I'm not sure where that comes from. Now, due to the negative association of the word Cancer, the disease of the same name, obviously, some astrologers refer to persons born under this sign as, quote, moon children. That's right. I am a moon child. You no longer call me cancer because that has negative associations because of the disease. No, you call me a moon child. That's who I am. I was born between June 22nd and July 22nd. That makes me a moon child and my astrological sign of a crab. Moving on to question number nine. What was the name of Harry Potter's pet owl? Harry Potter's pet owl, R.I.P. His name is Hedwig. Hedwig is Harry Potter's pet owl. Since mail is delivered by owls in the wizarding world, she plays a valuable role in Harry's life. I actually did not know until just this moment that Hedwig is actually a girl. That's my mistake. Sorry, Hedwig. 
More than just delivering mail, however, she's also one of Harry's companions. Sometimes Harry feels that Hedwig is the only friend he has left. So that's Hedwig. R.I.P. Go rest in peace, Hedwig. And if you haven't read the books or seen the movies, I apologize for, for spoiling it. But it's been 20 years. You should probably know by now you know what happens to Hedwig. In any case, that is Harry Potter's pet owl. Moving on to our last question of the day. It's question number 10. What was Bruce Banner exposed to that turned him into the Hulk? And the answer there was Gamma Rays. The Hulk is a superhero appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. Created by writer Stan Lee and artist Jack Kirby, the character first appeared in the debut issue of The Incredible Hulk in May 1962. Following his accidental exposure to gamma rays while saving the life of Rick Jones during the detonation of an experimental bomb, Dr. Bruce Banner is physically transformed into the Hulk when subjected to emotional stress at or against his own will. This transformation often leads to destructive rampages and to conflicts that complicate Banner's civilian life. So Bruce Banner, when he's raging out and he's the Hulk, all of that came from his exposure to gamma rays. So that will conclude this round of My Daily Trivia. Now, as I said in the beginning, if you found this round to be a bit too simple, I think you should check in tomorrow. We're going to make it a little bit harder. On the other hand, if you found today's episode to be a bit too challenging, I still think you should check in tomorrow. You might have a good time. You might even surprise yourself and know the answer to some pretty difficult questions. I want to thank all of you again for listening to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny. And I will see all of you tomorrow.